And if you will, I want you to open your Bibles to the book of Luke, Luke chapter number 15. Luke chapter number 15. And I'm going to be looking at one of the most familiar passages that uh, we find in the Word of God, Luke chapter number 15. And I'm going to begin reading in verse number 11 and uh, read down through verse number 24. And uh, then I'll have just a word of prayer. And uh, in, in a way, Brother, Brother, Brother Sutherland sort of set the stage for the direction or sort of uh, the, the groundwork, I believe, for the thought that, that is on my heart tonight. But notice in verse number 11, the Bible said uh, that there, he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that befalleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. Not many days after, the younger son gathered uh, all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine uh, in the land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizens of that country, and he sent him into his field to feed swine. And he would faint have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, uh, but no man gave unto him. And when he had came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's uh, fathers have uh, bread enough to eat and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Let's pray. Our gracious and most kind Heavenly Father, Lord, we're indeed grateful for the privilege and the honor of being able to be in the house of the Lord tonight. And Lord, our hearts have already uh, thrilled with what we've been privileged to uh, hear in song. And, and uh, then, Lord, uh, the truth of the, the Word of God. Lord, we're so appreciative of, of the message that we've heard tonight. And Lord, I pray that it has uh, not fallen upon wayward soil or thorny soil or rocky soil. But Lord, I, I pray tonight that it has been uh, been uh, buried deep within the fertile soil of our heart that it would live on for days to come. But Lord, I ask you, as we begin to look here uh, in the Word of God tonight, Lord, would you uh, direct my mind and direct my thoughts that I would be able to share with them what uh, you have done in my heart and we'll love you and thank you and praise you for all that you're doing. For we ask you it in Jesus' precious Name we pray, amen and amen. When we come to our passage tonight, uh, no, no doubt every one of us that are in the service tonight to know uh, anything about the Word of God uh, knows that this is probably one of the most familiar parables uh, that's found in the Word of God. In Luke chapter number 15, we have uh, there the lost sheep, the lost silver, and the lost son. But tonight I want to take a, a just a little few moments and, and I want to examine this, this event around the life of this, of this lost son. I want to say it again tonight. I, I mentioned it last night, but 
Uh, but for those that, that, that are here tonight, that weren't here last night, I encourage you, when you study your Bible, uh, read it in color. Uh, you say, what do you mean? But Bob lived the event. In other words, uh, uh, get in on what's going on uh, tonight, like when Brother Sullivan was preaching. In other words, make that journey, uh, uh, travel with that man as he uh, leaves uh, Jerusalem and, and goes down to Jericho. I can remember uh, several years ago, somewhere about uh, 23 years ago, I was over in Israel and the guide took us up to a high mountain that, that sat in behind Jericho. And when he took us up there, uh, we got out and he began to point at a, at a faint looking trail that, that made its way out of the mountains uh, uh, there uh, with uh, Jerusalem to our back and, and Jericho off in front of us. Uh, and it was a windy, twisty uh, uh, road that was going down through there, uh, down into a, a deep ravine. And, and he pointed out and he said, uh, most likely, uh, uh, we are not totally sure, but, but we believe that's much like uh, the road that, 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 that certain uh, uh, man traveled, that, that the Samaritan uh, picked him up and took him down there and put him in the end. And may I say, as our brother began to preach, immediately my mind began to live there. And as he preached, may I say, the reality began to live in, in a, a greater way and, and a greater understanding of what he was preaching. But tonight, I want us to do that same thing with this young son here. Here is a young man that, may I say, makes a foolish decision. Uh, here's a young man that, that in a, a moment of, of rebellion, uh, a moment in which uh, he feels like that he's got a life by the tail, uh, he goes to his father and he begins to demand, he begins to uh, ask of him uh, for what is uh, ultimately going to be uh, his inheritance. This father begins to uh, separate and he gives to both boys. He doesn't give just to one, but he gives to both boys. He divided unto them his living. And that young boy uh, uh, feeling uh, like, uh, you know, I've got the world. Uh, I know all I want to do. I know all I want to accomplish. Uh, he picks up and uh, he moves off down there and he gets down there in that far country. And all of a sudden he begins to realize he begins to realize that, that, that what he's got uh, in the means of the living that he's doing, all of a sudden he realizes uh, uh, somehow uh, uh, it's not uh, a lasting, it's not uh, a fulfilling, it's not uh, uh, somehow coming to uh, what I thought it ought to be. And all of a sudden uh, uh, he finds himself there totally bankrupt. Uh, he's bankrupt of finances. Uh, he's bankrupt of food. Uh, and he's bankrupt of friends. Uh, all of a sudden, he's down there. And all of a sudden, uh, when the Bible there says that he joined himself uh, to assist in that country, and uh, he sent him out there to feed swine, and he said, listen to this, uh, I don't, many times uh, we, uh, we read through stuff and, and we miss it. Uh, uh, the Bible said uh, he would have faint have filled his belly with the husk. But now think about it, you don't stop there. He said, but no man would give unto him. In other words, here's a boy that's willing, and I, I don't know it to be, uh, be true, uh, uh, but may I say, uh, uh, here's a boy that's willing uh, to eat the very husk, uh, to eat the very uh, shell off of the, uh, off of the, uh, the corn or whatever, whatever it is, uh, and, the, and the world out there uh, hates him to such a degree that they won't even give him the very husk that the swine uh, would ultimately eat. 
And here he is. He's totally void of everything. Now, I want to make this comment. May I say, uh, all of a sudden, uh, uh, there began to be a ray of hope that began to rise up in his heart. And I want to make this comment. Don't miss this. It is not the famine of the far country, but it is the faithfulness of the Father that's going to send him off. Hey, I want to tell you, friend, uh, that world out there, as Brother uh, Randy was talking about, there's people out there, uh, may I say, uh, uh, they're living in abject poverty of this world. Uh, and the reason that they're not going uh, back to the Father's house is they don't know anything about the Father. That's where you and I come in, is to tell them about there is a place to go. There is a haven of rest. There is someone that cares for you. And so here this old boy he is. Uh, he's down there and uh, he's bankrupt. Uh, and he's to the point, now think about this, he's to the point that he's willing to accept uh, a second-rate position if he could just go home to the Father. He's not willing to go up there and say, Father, make me a son. But he's willing to go up there, Brother Bobby, Hey, I'm willing to, uh, to accept the menial task of a common slave. I'm willing to accept uh, the most lowly position uh, that, that I, could, I could do. I'm willing to do that. But may I say, when he gets up there, uh, willing to take that second-rate position, all of a sudden, uh, to his delight, uh, to his uh, uh, discovery, uh, all of a sudden there's forgiveness, uh, there's favor that culminates uh, in feasting. Uh, all of a sudden, he gets up there, and there's a robe, uh, there's a ring, uh, there's some shoes. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, when that boy gets up there, all of a sudden, uh, life has done a 180-degree change. Everything's changed about it. And may I say every one of us rejoice in that because his story's our story. May I say, uh, oh, you can say anything you want to, but I want to tell you every one of us uh, knows about that, that life of bad decisions, that, that life of, of our willful choice, uh, that life uh, that's willing to go off uh, and leave uh, and distance ourselves from God himself and get down there into the muck and the mire of sin and ultimately, thank God, uh, we come to ourselves and ultimately one day we find ourselves in the Father. That's our story. That's our city. But man, this is, this is the thing that, that I, I want to bring you, bring you up to tonight. My question is, as I read that passage, and I studied that passage, my question to you tonight is, well, how did it happen? How did it happen? I mean, in other words, we know what happened. But in other words, how did it happen? How did this old boy down there in that home pen, out there in the far country, bankrupt, uh, uh, totally alienated, uh, uh, down there with no finances, no food, no friends, uh, uh, in other words, ultimately find himself uh, up there in the father's house uh, with shoes on and ring on and, and a robe on, uh, and there he is uh, feasting on that fatted calf. Uh, how did it all happen? Well, I want you to notice something in this story. In this story tonight, there's only three variables. That's all there is. There's a far country, there's a father's house, and there's a lad. That's all that's there in that story. In other words, uh, in order for that story to change, 
one of those variables has to change. In other words, uh, there, in other words, those, those three variables, uh, if they don't change, the story don't change. But I want to tell you, if, if there's going to be a change in the story, something has to change. Now, you say, well, uh, what's your point, Brother Bob? Hey, I want, I want you to understand. I want you to understand that in this story tonight, there's two variables that never change. You say, what do you mean? May I say the far country never changes? I'll tell you when that boy lived home, you know what his attitude is? I'm going to go down there and change the world. But I want to tell you something, friend. I don't care who you are. Make every attempt you want to. You don't change the world. That world's forever going to be what it is. Uh, you go down there and your attitude is, I'm going to go, Brother Bobby, I'm going to impact the world. I want to tell you, friend, you'll never mark the world, but the world will mark you. Uh, then may I say, secondly, you need to understand that the Father's house never changes. Hey, I want to tell you, uh, you, you, you could, uh, I, I, you'll have to forgive me. Uh, one of my pet peeves uh, that I have today and, uh, uh, is the idea. Hey, I want to tell you, friend, uh, the Father's house uh, uh, is the same. Uh, and I want to tell you, the church uh, ought to be the same. Uh, I want to tell you, there's folks out there, uh, I don't name his name, uh, but I want to tell you, uh, he went out there and uh, he's, uh, he's tearing up more than, God, uh, than, 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 than can be fixed. Uh, and the attitude uh, that they have in the Constitution of their, of their bylaws uh, where they started their church uh, is that they've got this statement, we exist uh, to serve the community. I thought we existed to serve God. I thought we lived to serve God. Hey, I want to tell you, I want to do right, be right. Hey, I want to tell you, I'm like Brother Randy. I want to reach the lost. I want to do everything I can to help the lost. But I want to tell you, I'm not bringing the world into the church. I'm not, I'm not going to allow the world to intervene. I want to tell you, as far as the Bible's concerned, how the Father's house is forever settled. Now you say, well, Brother Bob, why? Why can the, the world never change? Why can the Father's house never change? Because uh, the authority of both of them never changed. In order to change the world, you have to change the authority of the one that runs it. In other words, uh, I, the only way that I can ever change the world is I've got to change the character of the God of this age, of the prince of the power of the air. The only way that I can ever alter this world, I've got to change him, and that ain't going to happen. May I say the reason that the Father's house is never going to change is God said, I, I am the Lord and I change not. Hey, I want to tell you, you can change. I want to tell you, attitudes can change. But I've got some news for you. God's not going to change. How you can, hey, I love that little, hey, listen, my wife's here and, and she knows I hate church signs. You say, why? Because most of them are stupid. But I did, I did see one the other day that I liked. And it was this little sign on the front of the church. The only thing God left out of the Bible was your opinion. I do like that. I do like that. Yeah, you say, what's your point, Brother Bob? What I'm trying to get at tonight is when we look at this boy's story, when we look at the rags to the riches, a story in this boy's life, may I say, if change is to occur, if change is going to happen, Something's going to have to, one of them three variables is going to have to change. 
Well, the Father's house ain't going to change. The world, the far country ain't going to change. So you say, what's going to change? I'll tell you who had changed. Boy had changed. <coughs> you say, did he? Notice what he says. And when he'd come to himself. And when he'd come to himself. See, as far as the, the far country is, is concerned, it always starts out with fun and ends up in famine. At the Father's house, it always starts out in forgiveness and ends up in feasting. In other words, I hear this old boy, he, is, he realized, hey, I want to tell you, uh, the world's not going to change. I've done the best I can. I went down there, and I want to tell you, it did, I didn't mark it. It's marked me. And the reason I know that I can go back up there, I know the character of my daddy. I know how he treated the, uh, the people up there. And I want to know I can go home because my dad's hadn't changed. And so this old boy... This old boy, the Bible said, he comes to himself. He comes to himself. Now, you'll have to forgive me. I'm one of these fellows, Brother Randy, always asking questions. In other words, when I read the passage, I want to know what, uh, what, how did it happen. So I know change has got to occur. Well, then, if change did occur, how do you recognize it? In other words, uh, how do I know that if I'm like boy or, or whoever it is uh, in other words uh, when they come to themselves there ought to be an evidence there ought to be a, a, a dynamic there that, that he can see and I can see the father, everybody everybody can see hey this boy's changed now I know there's plenty of them in there but I'll give you three of them and may I say tonight if this story is your story if you can relate to a day and hour that you left the far country made it back to the Father's house. And you know that you've been forgiven. And you know that you know that you know that you know that you're a child of God. I want to tell you there's some, there's some areas here, there's three areas that ought to be evident and that's going to be affecting your life. You say, well, Brother Bob, what's, what's going to be affecting in my life? May I say, first of all, the first thing that's going to be affected is your feet. Your feet's going to be affected. You, you say, well, what do you mean? Notice in verse number 18, and I will arise and go. Uh, you say, what will your feet do? May I say, your feet will position you so that your back is to the far country and you're facing toward the Father's house. Hey, I want to tell you, friend, if you get right, if you get right and get saved and redeemed by the marvelous grace of God, may I say, you will ultimately somewhere Turn your back to this whole world. You can't love the world. But if you love the world, the love of the Father's not in you. Hey, I want to tell you this idea of somehow keeping one foot in the world and one foot somehow moving toward the Father's house. Hey, may I say, there's no reality in it. There's no, there's no reality in that at all. We've got folks today that this attitude is just, well, you just come, say a few words, and repeat after me, and then you can just continue on the way you're going. May I say, you didn't get what this boy got. I want to tell you, some changes begin to take place in this life. 
May I say the only thing he wanted to see in the rear view mirror was that far country. He was anticipating what it was like to get up there in, in the Father's house. There was a, there was a drawing up there. Uh, the Bible says love not the world. And the conclusion is that the love of the Father is not in you. Hey, I want to tell you, if you love the world, there's no way you can love God. This natural man, the spiritual man, don't feed at the same table. They don't eat the same thing. In other words, it's totally different. Hey, I want to tell you, that crowd out there that's still living in the world and trying to name the name of Christ, I don't believe it. But may I say, not only is there a change in their feet, but may I say, secondly, there's a change in his hands. Look at verse number 19. Verse number 19, he said, Make me as one of thy hired servants. Now you say, what do you mean? In other words, notice this. When he left, his hand was reaching for wealth. When he returned, his hand was reaching for work. Uh, if you take your notes, I want you to write this down. You say, he was a son with a servant's heart. He was a son with a servant's heart. Hey, I want to tell you, when he got back up there, I want to tell you, uh, before he left, uh, may I say, everything was being done for him. But when he got back up there, I want to tell you, there was a, a desire in his heart. Uh, that he had a servant's type spirit. Hey, I want to tell you, I, 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 I love being around folks. Uh, and I thank uh, Brother Bobby for that testimony tonight. Talking about them folks uh, that, that uh, uh, when the time come and the need come, uh, he, he, he didn't have the ability to do it all. And there's folks that just rose up. Uh, I don't need a name. Don't need applause. Uh, don't need a thing. All they need is, uh, is that what we need, preacher? If that's what we need, I'll do it. May I say, here he is. The Bible said, even as the Son of Man came to seek and to save which was lost. It says, that even as the Son of Man was not come not to be ministered to, but to give his life a ransom for many. The Bible says there, but he that would be greatest among you, let him be your servant. I wonder tonight, do you have that servant's heart? I wonder tonight, are you you still as uh, reaching like Brother Randy was talking about, this idol worship, it's all about you. I, I wonder, are you reaching for, still reaching for that? Or may I say, you reaching for the opportunity to work and serve God? But then notice lastly, if you will, not only is there a change in his, in his, in his hands, and not only is there a change in his feet, but notice there's a change in his mind. Look at verse number 19. I am no worthy to be called thy son. In other words, I uh, look at that and say, what do you mean? In other words, uh, he left operating in merit, but when he returned, he was operating in mercy. In other words, when that old boy left, hey, it was always, this is what I deserve. 
This is what is entitled to me. This is what ought to, ought to come to me. He left there. In other words, it's my portion. It's my goods. What befalleth to me? What, what belongeth to him? In other words, he, he saw himself there as an area of entitlement of what all that he deserved. But may I say I love this? When he returned, he not only saw himself unworthy of the substance, he saw himself unworthy as being a son. That the father had the ability and would, would, would love him to such a degree that he would welcome him back. He's saying, you know, Father, I've, I've been ashamed of you. I've sinned against you. I've sinned against heaven. I've, I've lived in such an unworthy manner. I, 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 everything that, that was, I was undeserving of, of what you gave me, and I, I'm undeserving of being a son. And, and may I say, when he, when he returned, you know what he's offering? In mercy, would you just at least make me a, a servant? I want to tell you something, friend. When we look at this story here, the story of this boy is our story. Our waywardness, our, our distance, and our self from God. And may I say, God, for on Easter Sunday, 1963, Brother Randy is talking about his birthday, spiritual birthday. I thank God that this year celebrated 60 years of being saved. May I say it wouldn't change a thing. Wouldn't change a thing. But I want to tell you this story is my story. Because I went, went from, uh, uh, from total bankruptcy. You say, well, how, uh, what do you mean, brother? May I say, uh, uh, I'm 13 years old. Never tasted a drop of liquor. Never knowed what it was to take drugs. Never knowed what it was to be in an adulterous relationship. But I want to tell you, I was just as bankrupt and wretched and vile as the worst gutter rat and harlot in town. But thank God on Easter Sunday of 1963, the Lord began to move in the, in the heart of a little wayward boy a heart that was a rebel, a heart that, 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 that was rebellious against God and, and anything that had to do to things. And God began to tender that little heart. And I walked, an, I walked an aisle in Pleasant View Baptist Church and got saved by the marvelous grace of God. And you know what I know? I know two things wouldn't change. I know the world wouldn't change. And I know the Father's house wouldn't change. And I knew that if something had to happen, it was going to have to be me. And I'm glad for that day, as Brother Randy said, I saw myself a sinner. The law convicted me and said, you're it, you're guilty, you're guilty. But thank God the Spirit of God said, he'll take you, he'll take you, he'll take you. And thank God that day, thank God that day by the marvelous grace of God. When I rose to my feet on the second pew on my left in Pleasant View Baptist Church, I believe immediately God saved me before I ever got the altar. And God began to do a work in my life. Now, I, I'm, this is not perfect. I'm not, I don't want to tell you. But I want to tell you in that day and that hour, God began to make some changes. 
I'm not what I need to be, but I'm thank God I'm not what I used to be. And I want to tell you, he's had an effect on my feet. He's had an effect on my hands. He's had an effect on my heart. And you know what I'm praying? I'm praying that if he doesn't return very soon, this time next year there'll even be more changes. Because the truth of the matter is, the only way tonight, I'm just being honest, the only way tonight that you can know that you know that you know that you've come to yourself is there's had to be a change take place in your feet, in your hands, and in your mind. There has to be the change. Would you stand, please?